Are you ready to be inspired? Our guest, Edna Redarte, hit the snooze button on her clock, but her musical alarm went off last year after 18 years, and there is no stopping her now. Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host and executive producer, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here. Whether you're listening to the show live or archive, I do appreciate each one of you guys. Much love. As always, I'd like to set my intention of hosting the show. My intention of hosting the show is to inspire positive transformation and change. I'd like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life on a personal as well as the professional level. So all I ask of you is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your life, so why don't you live it your way? On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as the professional level. On the show, we have experts that come on the show and share a lot of great information and tips with you. So just wanted to let you know the show is intended to be for information purpose and thought-provoking. All the guests that come on the show are experts in their field, and you are welcome to contact them directly from the information I provide on the show page, or you can contact me by visiting my website at www dot yourlifenow.info. Again, that's www.yourlifenow.info. We're going to take a short break and we will bring on our guest for today. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to Your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks again for joining us. Whether you are listening to the show live or archive, I do appreciate each one of you. So just a quick reminder, the show will be archived the minute we go off the air. So it's available for you to download, to listen to it again right here on this link. Or you can also go to iTunes in the podcast section and also listen there or download it as well as the Stitcher app. So if you have the Stitcher app for your smartphone, you can listen to the show, all the episodes available right there on the Stitcher app. We are honored to have our amazing, inspiring guest, Edna Redarte, on the show. Edna was born into music. She started her journey in music 
singing with her dad at a young age. But she had hit the snooze button on her clock. But her musical alarm went off last year after 18 years. And there is no stopping her now. She knows it's not too late to start over again. And now she's performing. And she is here to share her inspiring story and her journey back to music. Please help me welcome our amazing guest, Edna Rodarte. Thank you so much for being here, Edna. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hi, Rhea. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Oh, welcome. Thank you so much. I had the pleasure of meeting you in San Antonio a couple months ago, and it was it was great uh, meeting you. And I know you were on the uh, um, San Antonio radio show. Well, you know, as you heard from the beginning, you know, I, I told our listener a little bit about you and your background, and, and what an amazing story, and I'm really inspired by you. Is there something that you like to tell our listeners that I did not mention with, with being part of the music family? What was it like mm-hmm. being born into a family of music? Wow. It was just the best the best thing. It was there was always music going on. We were always surrounded by music and uh it really carried on into our everyday life. If we struggled on the road because you know, they were a band that just decided take a risk if uh if they were going to get anywhere they had to leave their comfort zone and they packed up all the wives all the kids so i'm sure there was some struggling uh but we never felt it we wow. never felt it it was the best childhood i i know that we were very privileged to have a childhood like that most most bands do not take all their kids and all their wives with them on the road but uh so it, it was definitely a unique and just to see them start at one level and just watch them uh, progress and progress and never stop believing in themselves and they wanted higher things for themselves. And they ended up in Vegas and traveling all over the United States. We got to be a part of that and and watch that progress. So I know I've had a very unique upbringing, but it was great for all of us. Yeah, I mean, I was reading some, there was an article in the magazine written about you um, and uh, Reset, the group, and we don't talk about, you know, more about that. Uh, but it, it was it was really kind of refreshing to read about, like you know, you said I was definitely born into music. Edna said we just hit the mm-hmm. road, all the kids and all the wives. We never knew yeah. where we were ever going, as we stopped off in the different cities where our dads were performing. So your dad yeah. was the was the primary. He was the the guy. He's the person who was in the in in the main you know musical figure in your life, right? Yes, and he was the band leader of the band, and, um, you know, he always believed in me. He always believed in me, but that seed was planted just by being exposed to all the music, you know, and uh, for all of us, all of us, us kids of the musicians, we were all pretty much in the music business, and uh, and it began with that. We got to, to watch that, but my dad always believed in me, and he pushed me a little bit, you know, in that direction when he figured that I did have a natural talent that God gave me. And uh, he nurtured that and would give me confidence. I actually sang on their album unexpectedly. I wasn't, it wasn't in the plan, but 
Nothing happens by accident, right? Yes, because I, I definitely, yeah. uh, I'm a, not just only believer. I know that nothing happened accidentally. Everything happened for a reason. Yeah. But let me ask you before we get into that a little bit more about your childhood. Uh-huh. Do you feel like you had the normal childhood, you know, being on the road all the time? But you were surrounded with other children. So I guess, I don't know if that yes. means, yes, you felt like, you know, yeah, I, I do. I do. I did have a natural uh, childhood because eventually we we settled in Vegas. So I grew up in Las Vegas. The band played at the Sahara Hotel for many, many years. I believe it was like seven or eight years. They were, they had the longest history of being a the house band. So they got to you know rub elbows with with the headliners: Red Fox, Don Rickles, Vicky Carr. Uh, but yes, I did have a normal childhood because I did go to school, you know, like all the other kids did. And um, my dad would just—it was Vegas, so he would go to work. Yeah, I think he had to be there at two in the morning. Oh <laughs> so, my God! Of course, yeah. You know, yeah, it's twenty-four hour town. But yeah, I mean, I would—I went swimming practically every day in the summer, and I'm a horse lover, so I would go horseback riding. Uh, that was another passion of mine. Last week I talked about, yeah. you know, how to have a clear vision of what you want in life and, you know, for yourself and your business. But let me ask you, when you, when you were a child, did you have a dream like everybody else? What was your dream when you were a child? Sure. Um, actually, my first love before I knew I could sing was dancing. So dancing okay. was my first passion and love. And the band used to get me up on stage to dance on stage and so I would dance um so that was my first love I did take dance you know I was in dance class and everything and uh if we hadn't hit the road I probably I would I would have pursued more uh not only my singing but my dancing career as well uh but you know then then I started then I found the love of of voice and you know you just know when the spark lights up inside of you mm. there's several occasions where it's like Something just lights up, and that's what that's what we're supposed to do. Stay open and experience different things, and you'll know because something inside of you just lights up, and that's a cue as to what direction you're supposed to go in life or a passion that you're supposed to pursue. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know you and I, we spoke off the air, and, and you know, I, I find you to be, which is, makes it easier for me to interview someone like yourself because of, you know, you uh-huh. believe in yourself, your passion, you're really connected with your own, you know, um, inner mm-hmm. self, you know, you, you know what you want, and you just go after it regardless of, of the obstacles, which most of us, you know, deal with it in a different way, and, and you know, we're going to share a few of the things, and, you know, you can share whatever you like, of course. Um, that you think is is relevant um, that I don't have here in front of me about, you know, your journey. But when we start with with the voice, right? So your passion as a child to be a dancer and then you find like, you know, the the music was singing inside of you too. So the the singing part rides from there too, uh, which I find it to be, you know, they they colorate together, right? They go together sometime when yeah. you, when yeah. you dance to a song. I mean, I remember as a child, I used to listen to a lot of uh, um, uh, Michael Jackson. You know, BLG, you know, yes. I didn't even speak English. <laughs> English wasn't my first language, second or third language. I didn't even know the words, but I knew the music was moving me. I knew that what making me, you know, like just you know. So 
it, it, it's a very, it speaks to our soul, I believe, the music. Um, so it doesn't matter what language you speak it in, what doesn't matter, you know, it's just like, it just comes out, even just the voice itself, you know, with the music, say, yeah. you know, it, it, it's uh, something that you want us to listen to. But who do you think was your inspiration? through your journey well um Mm -hmm. i have a lot of inspirations i am all over the place as far as uh people that have inspired me from all different genres but i would have to say growing up listening to my dad listen to you know his albums because they just had vinyl back then um and this is something i want to pursue actually with my dad one of the things i would love to do uh, I think you would ask me one time, um, what would I do over? Well, I would I would record a little bit more. I, I want to do an, a CD or at least a few songs with my dad because I'm so blessed to still have my dad. He's still an amazing – actually, he's at the top of his game right now. He's a saxophone player. Nice. And I would like to do a, a, a CD or something with him. But our, in, my inspiration, I remember him – exposing me to uh, Nancy Wilson and Cannonball Adderley, which Cannonball Adderley is a saxophone player. Nancy Wilson is a jazz vocalist. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up listening to that, and that was a big inspiration for me. Bobby Blue Bland, you know, blues, rhythm and blues. And uh, Barbara Streisand, I actually got to see her in Vegas. They took me to go see her show when I was 12 years old. And that was a big experience. I mean, I just like so many different styles and it's all it's all good you know i'm a person that believes in staying open just stay open to everything um, there's i can find the good in 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 everything every style of music but yeah those were a lot of my influences uh al green um of course the jackson five i used to uh when when we'd have our little my family would have you know friends and they had children i Take them in the bedroom, and I would uh, we would learn choreography steps, and then we'd go out and perform it in front of our parents. You know, <laughs> so that was a big influence for me. You know, uh, I love musicals, so Broadway musicals, things like that. So these that are all uh-huh. something more. You know, a little piece in into my life, into my musical background it's interesting you know how um you know the the people in our life can really uh make us do things you know they can inspire us to do and be and i love what Uh you said just be open because actually in my introduction of the show when you you know if you heard it you know i say all i ask of you is to have an open mind and open heart you know take what is useful Mm -hmm. to you and then question everything so that's my mantra for me you know for the show Mm -hmm. But I do actually really believe it. I think when we open our mind and we open our heart to all these different possibilities, all these different things that can actually be available, you know, to us or we can actually, you know, approach it or try it. I'm one of those people who, like, I I try to take risks. I take, take, you know, smart uh-huh. risk. I don't know if, you know, the word risk sounds always like negative, right? People think like, you know, if you're taking a risk, you know, you know that's not a good thing. Actually, most of the time, mm-hmm. it, it, it moves you to make sure you do it right. When you do take a risk, you say, what's yes. at stake? If you ask yourself, what's at stake? And then you, you know, you answer your question, you realize, you know what, I if I don't take that risk, maybe I won't have another opportunity like this or something like that. So, you know, sometimes we need to. 
we need to be a little bit more, you know, open-minded and just say, you know what, I'm going to try this and I'm going to give it a shot and I want to see how this works for me. And if it doesn't, then you move. And I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, um, I had to take a risk to come back into music. You know, I didn't really feel that I was ready, but the opportunity presented itself to me. When I surrendered, when I just surrendered because I just didn't know what direction I really wanted to go, and I just surrendered. And every time I surrender, and surrender to me just means that I, it doesn't mean that I don't do my part. It means letting go of the result for me. Right. And so once I surrender, and it happens almost every time mm-hmm. that I surrender, then things start showing up for me. Things start presenting themselves to me. So, yes, I was scared to death to get back into music because I'd stopped singing for eight years. I love telling people your journey because I know what, what yeah. inspired or what happened. But we, for our listeners, I wanted to give them a little background. Let me ask you this again. I, uh-huh. I just want to lead into all this sure. so people can get a full picture of who Edna is and, sure. and, and just, you know, grasp the, the, the journey that you've been, you know, uh, taking and, and that you continue mm-hmm. to take with success. When did you start your first recording? Tell me about that experience. When did I start? Mm-hmm. Well, I was 12 years old when I um, unexpectedly, I went. we went to go hear my dad's uh, recording. They were recording an album with his band, Los Blues, which is the band that took them all over the United States. Uh, they were signed up by United Artists. And so our parents wanted us to be a part of the experience of watching them record this album. And the lead vocalist had a hard time hitting that high note, he had a sore throat or something. And so they asked me if I would do that part. And of course I was scared. I had never sang on a microphone or anything like that, but I said, Oh, okay. Okay. I was so nervous that they, uh, I made them turn all the lights off in the studio where I was. And I had to take my shoes off. I had to get barefooted. And, uh, and I was able to do that, that little part. So that was a blessing because uh, on that album, I still have that memory. I'm, I'm on that real, the very last part. Of, it's a song called God Help Me. It's off of the Los Blues Volume 1 album. And the very ending part, I, I do uh, like a harmony part with the trumpet, real high part. So that was my first experience in recording. Well, we talked about in the beginning what you said, that mm-hmm. nothing happened accidentally. So even though right. that we don't wish harm to anybody, of course, getting sick or anything like that, but having uh, Randy, is it? The story yeah. is it was Randy. It yeah. was Randy. Okay, so the name, it doesn't matter. But the person who was supposed to sing for that, you know, for that day actually was not able to. And then you stepped in, and this is where the journey started. Is that correct? Yes. I'm so glad that I said yes, and I just went forward with it. You know, my my belief is do it afraid, do it afraid. You know, you might be afraid to do something sometime, but if it presents itself, it's a good opportunity. Just take that step. Just do it afraid. Take one step. And so I'm I'm, I'm really glad that I, I did. So when, when, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did too, because now we're talking about <laughs> it, right? This is what the yeah. beauty of things, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm, they call me the queen of now because I, I really truly believe that everything happened in this present moment, whether we think about the past memory or future things that we want to do, we really do it right now. 
So like when you bring those joyful memories into your mind and you just say, I am so glad I've done that. I am so glad, you know, I had the opportunity to, you know, get out of my fear of being, you know, on stage and singing or not on stage, you know, in, in the studio and then performing when you didn't know, you know, that was even possible before, you know, that instant. I mean, so, you know, just like just think, thinking about these positive memories, I always, you know, obviously you said you remember it very clearly, right? I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, memory. right, exactly. So it's just like, you know, it brings you back to like, you know, how the whole thing started. And then, you know, I know you guys started a band, right? And you were the the, the lead vocalist um, in the band. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then things start to kind of, you know, go up and down for you. Tell me a little bit more about some of the things, the challenges that you had encountered before you had your kids and, and, and took a break a little bit from music. What was some of the things that really kind of discouraged you at some point that you said, you know what, what am I doing? Even at a young age, because yeah. being exposed to that, you know, um, an industry like this, I mean, you know, it's a very competitive industry and, and, and you know, being so young, What's some of the things that you face? You just said, I can't do this anymore. You told your dad, I don't want to do this anymore. Or, you know. Well, my dad was the vehicle to get into the music business because he was the first band that I was with. And, uh, and so grateful that, you know, he took me under his wings and taught me what I needed to know to take the first steps, you know, the baby steps. And I sang with him for a little while. And then I went on my own. And uh, just like I said, when I surrender things, things come to me. So they seeked me out. The next band I got in with was a band called Sugar Jammer. I was 16. I was 15 when I sang with my dad's band, when I got into professional music business. And I was 16 when I went with Sugar Jammer. And that band took me on a USO tour. We went on a USO tour when I was 16. And uh, I was underage. So I had to have an affidavit, and I had to have guardian, an adult right. be my guardian. So they made the drummer my guardian, and he oh. was my guardian. Yeah, we traveled all over. And uh, so I, after that, I sang in several several bands on my own. Um, and then, and I didn't really get into, you know, I was pretty much married to my music. I didn't really get into serious relationships. My music was pretty much my life. And uh, and then towards the end, um, I didn't get into a relationship. And so you felt um, that was kind of like you know stopping you from living your normal life. You know, getting you know. No. No. Okay. No, not really. It was just uh, not at the top of my list okay. at that time. You had a priority. And, uh, that was so, your priority. Music yeah. was your priority, and and people you know choose their yeah. career you know as a priority in their life, and that's your career. This is what you chose, and there's mm -hmm. absolutely you know nothing wrong with that. Actually, it's very empowering yeah. to women, us women, when we realize you know what you know I'm okay. I can put things on hold right now, but my career is important, and this is what makes me you know, feel alive, and I, I can feel it in you, you know, you're, you're definitely very um, inspired in the sense of, like, you know, you just went after it, and, you know, I mean, not every uh, a child who born into an industry with, like, music like you did had gone, had done what you have done, which that's that's a very inspiring, so you, you really just, you know, stayed focused, and obviously you had a strong, you know, um, person behind you, which is your dad. I would love to meet him, you know, and I'd love to hear you guys do oh. an album together. It would be so awesome to see you guys sing together. Um, how old is your dad now? 
My dad is in his 70s. I don't know his exact grade, so yeah. he's still in his, you know, in his prime, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks amazing. He looks absolutely amazing. But, you know, my dad, not only musically, but he's the type of person that he just doesn't stress out about things. And I think it shows in his appearance because – Anytime I'd be going through something, and I have amazing parents. My mom and my dad are still alive. I'm very blessed. So, and my dad, mm-hmm. I could come to him, and he would uh, just kind of get me to think in a positive way and to let go of the fear. And um, and I think that just that's his life. That's how my dad is, and uh, it's carried carried into my life. You know, both of my parents have really offered some incredible things uh, that that they have put inside of me, beliefs and uh, ways of life that have really paid off uh, now in my life, in my everyday life now. But, yeah, my dad is, he still looks amazing. He sounds better than ever. Oh, and, that sounds uh, good. Which is why I want to do a CD with him soon. Yeah. Well, we're going to try and see if we can play some of your music later on in the show, if we can. Um, but then, you know what I wanted to ask you? You put your, your um, you know, relationship on hold a little bit because your music was your career and this is what you wanted to do. But when did you actually feel, you know, that kind of, you know, the, the, the woman, you know, <laughs> you have to be in a relationship and, 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 and to get married and have these beautiful daughters of yours? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of happened. You know, I was, uh, I didn't have my first, I got married and uh, had my first child at 27. So I didn't have my children early in life. Uh, I just felt it was the right time. And um, then everything shifted for me. You know, it's a journey, like you said. And so I was in my music. In the and then flow, the- in the flow, and then things were happening for you. And, yeah. you, you know, you're allowing what you feel you're connected with. And that's what's really awesome about, you know, um, our journey, when, especially when we're conscious of what's going on, you know, which you seem yeah. like very, very, in, you know, conscious of, of your journey and what happened. So you got married. You know, you, huh? you, you, know, you mentioned that you had um, two girls, a first marriage, right? And what happened then? What's some of the things that kind of like, you know, stood out for you in your life that you feel like, you know, kind of changed or paused things for you on the journey into music? Mm -hmm. You know, that's when the journey started to get rough for me. You know, uh, I I didn't really have a lot of (laughs) experience in relationships because I hadn't been in relationships because my music had come first, so... You know, there was a lot of lessons to be learned in, in that. And um, even though I was 27, there was still a lot of lessons to be learned. You know, um, it, it didn't work out, and, you know, that's, that's how it is. Uh, I have four beautiful daughters, um, two from my first marriage, two from my second, and they have been my biggest blessing in life. And I have grandchildren. But, uh, you know, um, young once happen. this started happening, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> well, thank you. But once I had my children, I mean, I have four daughters, four beautiful daughters, so I couldn't really get back into music. It required a lot of my time, and they were my priority. They, it shifted. They're my priority now. And so, 
you know, and then I got a regular job <laughs> like everybody else and I got into retail and I got into the uh, beauty industry. And so, you know, when you're in retail, you work holidays, you have blackout days, you work at night, you work a mid shift. So get juggling that with my music and then having children, I just had to put it on the back burner. What were you feeling? Like, what was going on when you felt like, you know, I mean, obviously you started so so young, right? Mm-hmm. And now, mm-hmm. you know, so obviously your priority shifted, right? Which, is, yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's very well understood. But what what did you feel about the music? What was going on in your mind when you said, you, you know, know, yeah, it was crazy because um, I just re- I just focused so much on my children and and all of that that and and my work that I just almost forgot about my music I I didn't keep up with it I was struggling just to keep up with everyday life with four children and a job and my music I just kind of put it in in the back burner I just kind of became numb to it to be honest with you to the point where and I went through all of these different ups and downs, you know, quite a bit of challenges in my life. And um, one of them being that I ended up losing my job. Uh, and, you know, life is a classroom. I mm-hmm. I had already yeah. started um, focusing on my spiritual life and, and, and spiritual awareness. And so I've been open to that and really seeking that really deeply, which is my foundation, which is how I got through all of my ups and downs. No matter how bad the wind shifted, you know, I, I feet on solid ground. And looking back at all of that, now there were lessons in everything. You know, they say nothing happens by accident and everything is a life is a classroom and your job is to figure out what you're supposed to learn from it. And there's a quote that I like, which is, the lesson will be repeated unless the lesson is learned. So if you don't learn the first time, it'll have a different face, a different place, but the same lesson will present itself to you until you've learned the lesson. And that's how we grow and get to the next level. So you should be a motivational speaker as well. (laughs) For your music, which I'm, you know. (laughs) I seek that. I seek a lot of that stuff out, you know, but, you know, I feed my mind it every day, every day. Yeah. Do you write your own music? I don't see that's one thing I I, yeah I wish I uh, I don't play an instrument although I'm uh wanting to learn percussion I want to learn percussion that's going to be another journey that I'm gonna what about the words the the, the lyric what who you know yeah you know I haven't even really tried to write I really should with all of my life you should (laughs) I'm gonna inspire you right now you're gonna say coach Rhea inspired me to write my own lyric and I really should I think you know just speaking from your heart you know the the, the stories that you you know I know like I was reading one of the articles from the magazine um is it news and streaming oh street talk street talk talk, talk. okay yes um, I was just reading here, and I quote what was said here, with four kids in school and trying to keep float, I didn't have time to miss to, to, um, to miss it, to miss the music, yeah. like you said. And I started working in the fragrance and cosmetic department of various high-end stores. Then the day before my birthday, on December 16, 2005, my house burned down, and that led me to move to Austin. Things mm-hmm. happened, and I went through some adversity, like most of us do, then... Then tell me more about that. What was like, you know, so I mean, obviously, as a tragic, you know, situation like this, people just 
you know, freak out. And, 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 you know, some people react differently. It's really, I think, you know, that was one of the things, you know, that life throws a lot of things at us. It's how we react to those things, yep. what makes it different, right? Um, so, what, you know, you had to pick up and move with four kids. What was, you know? Well, um, yeah, that was, a, that was, boy, what a tragedy that was. But as I look back on it now, not that that was a blessing, but the blessing that I can see in the tragedy was that, for one, it happened during the day. Nobody got hurt. I did lose material things, but in a way that was kind of a cleansing thing because I lost everything and I had nothing but myself. Uh, I had already built my spiritual foundation, so I was already really grounded. So when, of course, I felt the feelings of the tragedy of the fire, but once I had time to um, process it all, I really got grateful for you know, the fact that no, none of my children got hurt. There was nobody. Uh, I had my daughter, my uh, the father of her baby, and my baby and my daughter Jackie was there. Well, she actually saved my grandson's life. She grabbed him and ran out of the house. So she saved his life. And they gave her a, <laughs> they saw it on the news live. And uh, the veterans of foreign war contacted her and gave her an award for a life-saving award. But, you know, um as I, it, it was a tragedy. And I can hear it in uh, your voice. There. I'm, I'm sorry but, but to bring the, emotions back, but yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, um, I was working for Nordstrom at the time, and they were so great to take, uh, they have a relief fund. They got clothes for me and my kids and makeup and just everything. They gave me money uh, to help me. And at the time, um, my Let's see, my two older daughters, one of them was living in Dallas, and one of them was with me, uh, and um, when the fire happened, their dad lives in Austin, so we sent someone to pick up uh, my daughter Jackie and Jessica, my daughters. They went to Austin, and then my older daughter, you know, she's, she was older, so uh, my niece and my nephew took me in for a little while to regroup and just kind of figure out what my next step was. Thank God I had insurance. Um, and like we said, nothing happens by accident. I called Nordstrom and I said, you know, I've been thinking about moving to Austin because at that point I had no ties anymore. Nothing to hold me back. I could. Right. right. You got to start fresh. Anywhere I could do whatever. It was during Christmas right. vacation. Right. Yeah. It was during Christmas vacation. So my kids were not in school, but I did need to make a decision quickly because they were going to be getting out of Christmas, uh, uh, right. holiday. Mm-hmm. And I called my manager. I said, you know what? I'm thinking about transferring to Austin. Is there any position available in Austin at Nordstrom? And um, they said, let me check and find out. And I didn't want to do clothing. I only wanted to be in fragrances. And sure enough, a position had just opened up. What, what are the chances of that? It just opened up. They promoted the man, the girl that was working in women's fragrances. They promoted her to men's and that left a position open. And I got in. I mean, I'm Nothing happens by accident. So I just felt like, okay, I'm supposed to move to Austin. That's and so that's what I did. That's I moved beautiful. to Austin. Yeah. I want to quote something yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm, I pay attention to some of the, the you know, because I, I, I feel you. Let's talk about you coming back into the music. So you put the music on hold, right? 
Mm-hmm. Things yeah. happen, you know, you move to Austin, and then tell me more about the band and the band that you okay. call Reset, and what's the uh-huh. what's the story behind the the name of the band Reset? Uh, well, Reset is a very special band to me because it was my introductory back into music. I never thought I would ever sing again. Um, I really didn't. I, um, you know, I, I did go through another tragedy where I lost my job, and that led me back to San Antonio. It's just funny how the journey mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. But I came back, and I had a lot of solitude. I had a lot of time to just be silent and still and think and pray and and be led. And one of the guys that I used to sing, sing with in a band called Bandango many years ago when I was like, we, we sang in a band together, with, I think I must have been about 18 or 19. He found me and he called me and said, Edna, I want you to be my lead vocalist. Now, before, prior to this, my dad had come over one day and said, you know, I've been really thinking a lot, Edna. I know you've been thinking about what direction you want to go. What do you want to pursue? He said, you know, my dad's a, a very strong Christian. He said, God just spoke to me that Edna needs to get back into music. You need to go back to what you're naturally gifted at. And I was like, yeah, dad, you know, but I really, in my heart, I felt I'm not ready. My voice is not ready, you know? And then this opportunity came my way. Rick Galvan with, uh, the band wasn't together yet. It was a thought. It was in seed form. And he said, I want you to be my lead vocalist. And my first reaction was, my first thought, not my reaction, was, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I don't know if I can do this. But I went ahead and said yes, because I remember I had surrendered everything, and I had you know, asked God to lead me. And then this opportunity came to me, and I felt like this was a door that I need to just go through it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I've got to take that step, and it's an opportunity. So yeah, I I I think that's great. But I'm I'm listening to you, and I'm curious to know when did you have the same feeling, the fear, like similar, but obviously in a different type of fear. The first time you actually had to sing to take over Randy or the gentleman who had a sore throat, and you didn't think you you can do it. Was it that you felt like you were not at the place? I mean, was, was did it even come to your mind? Like, what was? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, my question is. You know, I mean, you were afraid back then because you didn't feel you were ready. And after taking off 18 years, you know, um, from being in the, in the music, did you did that like come back out, you know, and just feel like, well, I'm not ready, and I don't even know if I have the voice that I used to have. Yeah. Sure, sure. I was, uh, you know, it was the same fear uh, because I wasn't prepared and I had never done that before. You know, when I did that recording, and it was a one-time thing, but it, the fear was still the same and um and then once again when reset uh was birthed uh and that was in 2013 that reset was was uh, formed uh yeah it was the same feeling you know you have that self-doubt because right. you're not sure right that's exactly it and what i love about sure, but i knew that i had to take that risk Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I had to take that risk because I would I would regret it. And my philosophy was, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, I'm not any worse off. Let me try this. And at first, it was a little discouraging, I'll be honest with you, because my voice was not there. Because you had to practice. It's a muscle. It's a vocal right. muscle. Right, it's a muscle. Yeah. Exactly. And so, mm-hmm. 
But that made me that made me try harder. That made me see before when I used to sing, I would never warm up. I would, you know, I never took vocal lessons or anything like that. It just came natural, mm-hmm. you know, through the the gift that God gave me. But now this time around, I do warm up. I do warm up before a performance, and I do seek out on YouTube. Thank God for YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, vocal coaches, and and um, you know, I, I it's. It's a very physical thing singing, so it's not just about the throat. You know, you you stretch out your your body. You know, because the body has a lot to do with the singing also. So I do all of that before I perform. And you know, you and I have talked about the power, how powerful words are. So right. even though I might be afraid of something, I don't say it out loud. I say the opposite. I say the way that I want myself to be. So in a, for instance, you know, if I'm afraid, I say. I am confident. I am confident. I am calm. I am collected. You know, I, you know, so the power, power of words is very important it, to me. It's very powerful. I'm actually going to be teaching a course. Um, I might be coming to San Francisco to teach it on self-talk, what you tell yourself and what, you know, how to use the, the different phrases because, you know, your mind doesn't know the difference between, you know, it's what you have stored already in your, you know, what you believe about, yourself and so of course if you repeat a, a statement whatever it is that you repeated it it becomes what it is right because you, yeah. you keep telling your mind this is what it is this is what it is i'm going to teach you teaching your subconscious mind to believe in that and that's what drives us to actually take that next step and, and believe in ourselves and i love about the fact you know with all the challenges that you had encountered which is i can i can tell you this is probably more difficult than any other career that people can go through because it, it it's a lot of things like even for me you know just being a radio host and 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 learning the stuff i mean if you ask me almost five years ago, would I be doing what I'm doing now? I'll probably tell you no. I mean, I had fear of actually speaking, you know, uh, um, like uh, over the phone or over the air without people seeing me because I always had the, the fear of people not understanding me because of my accent, because of this. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, this is, would never be like that. I was in sales for many years. <laughs> you know, I graduated, I have a master's degree, and I was still like frightened from talking to people over the phone because I was like, oh, my God, what if they don't understand me? So just put me in front of the person. I can sell anything if you put me in front of them because I know how, I'm, you know, I've learned through, you know, I mean, obviously uh, through my teaching and stuff like that, that I can be very persuasive and, and try to sell anything that I believe in and, you know, my skills and stuff like that. But over the phone, I used to be frightened. Like, I didn't want to talk. Facing yeah. fear, which that's exactly what you did because you said, you know what, if I don't try this, what can be the consequences of trying it? Not doing yeah. well? Okay, at least I know I tried. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just, so you relate, we relate a lot to each other as mm-hmm. far as that mm-hmm. experience goes. And, you know, with Reset, you know, the reason we picked the name Reset is because it was our comeback. Mm-hmm. It's never too late to begin again. That was a message. It's never too late to begin again. And reset stood for, you know, reinventing ourselves, resetting, you know, represented starting again. But I had to reinvent myself, you know, this time around, like I said, and just like you, you studied your craft, you're, you're, you're studying, it. you listen back to yourself. That was, that's a real important tool for me is when I, when I record myself and I listen back to myself because I can change, oh, I don't like the way that part sounded, I, I need to change that and, 
you know, so now I seek out to be better, and uh, and I'm still on the journey. I mean, you I never reach that. that. I'm still that. on the journey, and I'm still open to whatever, whatever comes my way. I just try to stay open to things. I love that. You really yeah. inspired me, Edna, and I'm sure you're going to inspire a lot of our listeners because truly it is, first of all, it's never too late. You can start whatever it is. I remember a book that I, you know, Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer, God bless his soul, who oh, yes. recently was my mentor. He actually, uh, one of his books years ago, which I talked about, I give tribute to him uh, on my show um, a couple weeks ago, you know, The Power of Intention, right? And mm-hmm. I remember, mm-hmm. like, you know, going through the book, and I remember, like, how I used to think and how I used to, you know, and now I open my mind. Then he had another yeah. book that really kind of made me think about it too much because most of us do that. It's called Excuses Be Gone. Again, Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, yeah. Excuses Be Gone. Um, it, it, it actually talks about all these different excuses that we come up with to justify why we don't take action, why we don't change things, because we're afraid. Right, the fear. You know, this is yeah. this is this is what's the end of the day. You know, it's either you're coming from a place of love or you're coming from a place of fear. And when you come from a place of fear, you try to find every single excuse that you can to avoid facing whatever it is that you're afraid of. And you, on the other hand, you know, what inspires me about what I'm hearing from you is the fact that you said, you know what, I have to reinvent myself. I'm not going to do the same thing that I've done before. I'm going to keep getting better. And you continue to get better. You sound wonderful. I mean, I know we get a chance. We're going to play some of your music um, on the air. But you know what? It, it, the bottom line is we're learning and you continue to learn. You, you continue to grow. And everything else. It just doesn't matter. I call it like background noise, you know. Uh-huh. As long as you are in the front, everything else can stay in the back, right? You know, because yeah. you just keep bringing yourself forward and doing things to just keep growing and, and, and keep, you know. So that's really, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm very inspired now. And you taught me something. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Sure. I mean, and you taught me a lot also. But you're right. I mean, I agree with you on that. We're on the same page as far as that goes. Thoughts control your feelings. So you control your thoughts. I always tell my daughters when they're feeling fearful or whatever the emotion they're feeling, I always ask them, what are your thoughts right now? What are you thinking? Because, you know, whatever, your thoughts control your feelings. So if you're feeling fear or mm-hmm. sadness, mm-hmm. pay attention to what you're thinking and mm-hmm. change that, you know. Just because a thought comes in your head does not make it reality. You can shift it. You can turn it around. So, you know, uh, I, I love a quote that I heard. It says, act as this, act as if until it becomes, right. you know? Absolutely. And um, just like what you're talking about, you know, and, and a sense of gratitude. That's really, really been really important in uh, the shifting of my life. Is I know you said in the article, you said after 33 years, it's never too late. And we give, that's that's the guy who came into the, you said he was off also music for 33, you 18 years. And you yeah. got started the, the, the band reset because you're mm-hmm. starting from scratch again and you're starting mm-hmm. brand new. But you said the first thing we feel is gratitude. And, mm-hmm. and, and that is what makes me feel, I mean, every single morning when I wake up, I honestly, I, I don't just say that. I have a ritual that I start my day going through my gratitude. I go, before I go to sleep, I go through my gratitude. Because you know what? I mean, every time we think, and this is what really, you know, um, inspiring about, like, you know, into meeting and, and, you know, and interviewing people like yourself, that truly is when we, when we are grateful, Whatever it is, even the things, the lessons that you said, you know, the lesson shows up again until you get it. 
if you don't get it and keep showing up in your face, get a clue. You know, it's time to to learn from it and be grateful that it keeps showing up because it's trying to teach you something. It's trying to get you to be better. And I think you're going to be even more better than you've ever been. And you're going to continue to be more, you know, more successful because of your attitude of gratitude. Honestly, that's how I think. Thank you, and and so let me ask you this, and we're gonna close, you know, on on that note. Do you feel you are living your purpose? I feel like the journey I'm on the path, but I'm still open to whatever comes my way. You know, I've been blessed. I just got married a year ago, oh, and you yeah. know, we own several businesses. We own TNF Amusement San Antonio and Austin. We just took over Austin. Uh, it's an amusement rental company, so we do big giant events, uh, fiesta, all the carnival rides, and then we have Shady Oaks Ranch, which we do company picnics, and then we have Tiana Stables, which, you know, I love horses, and uh, that's what I do. I manage the Tiana Stables. So just like you, I get, you know, I get on my knees and I give thanks every day for what I have. I never take it for granted, you know, and uh, I'm just, I, I do feel like I'm I'm on the right path as far as my passion goes, but I'm always learning more about myself and just trying oh, to stay open to yeah. different things. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm singing, I'm no longer with Reset. That was, you know, the vehicle that led me back into music and they were absolutely fantastic. They'll always be special to me. And um, I currently sing with a couple of bands, uh, Final Cut and Top Shelf. Nice. And so that's what I'm doing. And just, um, you know, just one day at a time. doing whatever what's making the best of everything. I mean, it sounds like you're on yeah. a great journey and you continue to your yeah. success. Now, um, your husband, your current husband, uh, mm-hmm. is he supportive? Is he, in, in, he's not in the music, right? He just, you know, he's not in the music. Well, not anymore. Okay. We, he he was speak? in the music. Uh-huh. Around the time that I was, it's so funny oh, because wow. we never cool. met. We never met each. We never ran across each other. But perfect timing. Uh, his dad and my dad were in the same band together in the fifties, the Dell Kings. And the Dell Kings was the band that later, once we got to Vegas, turned into Los Blues, which is the the album that I sang on. Mm. Well, his dad's name is Jimmy Casas. My dad's Frank Rodarte. And uh, they were in the same band together in the 50s. And then they had a reunion for our dad's uh, band. And there's a lot of uh, other singers and musicians that are uh, the kids of the Del Kings, which um, Randy Garibay Jr., Cleto Escobedo Jr., Michelle Garibay, his sister Barbara Rodarte, and uh, Bugs Garza. And we're all the kids. And we're all in the music business pretty much. Um, but yeah, they had a big reunion for our dads where they were honoring them. They had pictures all over and my husband to be was at that reunion and that's where we met. So it was a very special day that we met. They were honoring our dads and, you know, and that was the day we met. And the reason I didn't know him before was because when his dad was in the band, um, he wasn't married to, uh, my husband's mother yet, Mm -hmm. mother-in-law. Uh, so that's why we never met, and then we met, and uh, the rest is history. We've been married. Isn't that like mystery sometimes? <laughs> I, I mean, everything happens. I'm honestly, I, I really, yeah. I'm truly a big believer. I know that everything happens for a reason. People, you know, events, you know, things 
show up and not show up or be in there and not be in there and that time is just everything supposed to be lined up and you just have to show up. I think we just have to show up. That's all we have to do. I agree. And even the bad things, as I look back on them, it's like, okay, well, this had to happen so this could happen. I mean, look at the fire, for instance. I know. You know, look at me um, being led back to San Antonio. Had I not come to San Antonio, all of the stuff that's happening right now might not have happened. So, you know, I'm just being led and, uh, you know, um, I'm grateful. I'm just keep that gratitude, like you say, that gratitude going. Yeah, I attitude is gratitude. You can, you know, yeah. you you if you stop being grateful, you know, you 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 have nothing to excite you anymore. I think that's what I always say. Like, I mean, for me, I'm always like thinking, you know, it's like if I'm not, you know, like how do I appreciate things then? Like, how do I even know that these are good things if I'm not grateful for them? You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. Like, I mean, this is like I simplify it in that sense. I mean, we go, uh, you know, through life and and we don't really, you know appreciate the things that show up and told that we don't have them and then we weren't going to have them it's like oh my god why did I lose them well you know what <laughs> you know why now right yeah. I mean honestly yeah. I think it's very simple it's not complicated it's just a being a mindful you know live your life being mindful not mindful of crap excuse my language but mindful of our life of the things and the people and the you know everything that shows up in our life I think generally one of the things that I encourage everybody to you know whether my clients and myself I do it that to write things down and and I hope you have a book one day too that I would love to even <laughs> inspire you to yeah sure <laughs> I mean that would be an interesting definitely an interesting uh book because you know some of the challenges I've went through I feel like I could talk about oh boy I've had some different challenges that I it's like well I have experience in that and I have experience in that and I have experience in that. You know, but the thing but is, it's all good. Yeah, and um, you know, but I think you know through your experience you can actually help yeah. somebody else, right? So people who are struggling but they don't have you know uh, the way to find their way or they lost their way and then someone like you comes in and inspire them and I know I'm I'm gonna make sure that people keep listening to the show here and 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 be inspired by you because you did you 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 mentioned a lot of things that we really need to take a close look at whatever industry whatever career you choose in your life it you know it doesn't matter it's all the same I call it you know we 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 need to be in 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 this uh, um I call it the life of the Shakespeare I think Shakespeare he said life is a play and we all have a right we have a role in it right so we we just yeah. go on stage and we play a role but sometimes we forgot that we need to also enjoy you know that part that we are in and then you know what if that's not who we are we just realize that there's a lot of parts that we can take on and and still you know contribute into that you know um the role, the play that's called life, or some people yes. call it, it's a game. Game of giving and receiving, right? We give and mm-hmm. we receive, and that's what life is all about. Um, now, do you um, do you only people book you only locally, or how do, how does that work? And how is- uh, at the moment, at the moment, right now, we're just uh, a local. You know, local bands, but it's a little bit more challenging to be a full time musician. Because you, you still have to pay the bills. Right, exactly. Yeah. Everybody's in the, sure. end of the day, they think about sure. it. Right. So, what's your. Yeah, we're open. Right, right. So, if we can leave our listener with something to, to think about, you know, here um, with Edna, if Edna can see into the future, you know, five now, five years from now, let's not go too far, right? 
Uh-huh. What is something that you can see that you excites you about, you know, just like, ah, oh, I can't wait. Like, do you, you know, you don't have to share the detail of it, but do you see something that really just makes your, you know, your heart thing just say, you know what, I can see this being this big or whatever it is. Do you have that? Do you think about it, you know, in that sense at all? Or you just living it? Sure. I, I want I want to perfect my you know my music and my performance. I'm always uh, trying to get better and like I said, stay open to learning. You know, you got to listen also, and you've got to not think you know it all. And even though I've been in the business for a long time, I can still learn and and grow from other people that even have not been in the business that long. So just doing more recording, like I said, and, uh, and then, and living and just balancing life and not forget to give back to yourself. It's not just about, uh, you know, do, do something good for yourself, even a little thing like going and sitting in nature. If that's what you love to do. I love to be by the water. I'm, I'm, I'm a big water person. So, and and fire actually it's so funny because I had a house that burned down but I love like candles and oh you're like me fireplaces <laughs> and things like that um, but you know just do for yourself and remember that it, it, remember to take those steps even though you're fearful just yeah, just take that step and and don't look at yourself as a victim when life goes up up and down because it's for a purpose all for a purpose you'll figure it out later on at the moment you think it's the worst thing that could happen to you but you know I never look at myself as a victim I might have been through a lot of challenges some more than most people but I never ever think of myself as, as a victim that's where leadership and, uh, starts uh, people look at them and they look at I me mean, when people look at themselves and they see themselves as being a leader in their life not a victim because obviously I've been there I know what was it like and I remember it's like you know what nobody does anything to you without your permission and nothing happened you know accidentally it's something that we need to you know accept it and then make something out of it and change it based on our own you know um, ability and we don't know something we need to learn it and we you know so I love that I mean you 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 say a lot of things that I say and I I that's why I said this you should be a, a motivational speaker I think <laughs> you know, teach a lot of things and motivate a lot of people now let me ask you will you be open to help a, you know a young musician and people can reach out to you and and, and you can teach them you know, something about like, you know, how they can, you know, navigate through some of the obstacles that come through, you know, come along the way? Sure. I mean, I can share my, my personal experience. I'm not vocally trained. Uh, so could you please share your information? So this is goes to everybody, not just the, yeah. the local people. So people who want to get know more about um, Edna and how she could okay. be, you know, how you can book her if you're local. Um, mm-hmm. And how you could maybe ask her a question if you if you're struggling and and you need some guidance. I think Edna she said she will be willing to to give you some guidance. Um, and so go ahead, please. So yeah, um, well I am on Facebook and it's Edna Rodarte and that's spelled R O D A R T E and that's Herrera H E R R E R A. And uh, so you can find me on Facebook, and you can also email me, and that would be E T, as in Tom E Y, one nine five nine at gmail dot com. 
Beautiful. And I yeah. will share that on the uh, show um, page uh, so people can have that information as well. And then, of course, you can contact me directly for more information on Edna and how you can get a hold of her by going to my website at yourlifenow.info. That's yourlifenow.info. Edna, oh, my God, my friend. Um, I, I'm so grateful and so honored to have you, and it's been really nice fun conversation with you and I feel like I get to know more about you and learn from you and I so for that reason I really want to say thank you thank you from really from my heart for being my guest and and for sharing your life and sharing your experience and teaching us something new appreciate you thank you Ria I really appreciate it I really enjoyed it one more thing I just want to throw in there is um I'm going to be performing with my dad at St. Mary Magdalene Church. He's an amazing artist, my dad, so you'll get a chance to hear him, and I'm going to be a special guest along with uh, a few other guests, and that's at St. Mary Magdalene, October the 4th, uh, between 6 and 8 o'clock p.m. That's great, Edna. Thank you for sharing the information, and for now, we're going to leave you with um, a song from Edna, and what's the name of that song, Edna? that we're going to play? It's called Neither One of Us, and it's by Gladys Knight. Oh, nice. Okay, so we're going to leave you with that, and with all that being said, my friend, you guys stay amazing. Until next time, much love to all. Take care. Thanks again, Edna. Much love, my friend. Thank you. Okay, honey.
Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Now Radio Show, and I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks again for listening. Now is amazing, fantastic. Thanks to our guest, Edna. Thanks for the song. I, I Amazing. What an inspiring woman. What an amazing woman. Thank you again for sharing your story, for inspiring us to really, you know, rethink about the, the time when we said, no, we cannot do it. We can. As long as you just keep on taking that step forward and just remember, you know, it's okay and it doesn't matter and it's never too late those are the things that I've learned from Edna so I do really appreciate her for inspiring us and and really making us look at the big picture you know regardless of of your current condition regardless of what is going on in your life right now it's never too late to start over again again my friend if you'd like to know more about me and how I could be of service to you Make sure you drop us a note or um, send us an email or a message on our website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. Remember to stay amazing and be real and just do what your heart telling you to do. Follow that and then everything else will be okay. Don't worry about the how. Just take that step forward. Until next time. Take care.